All right. So as a new entrepreneur, man, I have a question for you. But first off, welcome to another show, Becoming Entrepreneurs, everyone. My name is Juan, and with us, as always, is Beto. Um, so, yes, yeah, so back to the question. As a new entrepreneur, I have questions. So we, as some of you know that listen to us, uh, I have another podcast on uh, bare knuckle fighting. We knew that eventually we were going to make some money off of this podcast. So we set up an LLC. But it's going to be time before we actually make money. And in the in the meantime, we're, we're actually spending money, you know, like on shirts and stuff like that. So how does that go as far as taxes go? Can I still charge that to the business? Or is it going to come out of my personal taxes? How does that work? Have you set up your LLC already? Yeah, we have an LLC. We have an employer identification number. Just the business doesn't make money. So it's our personal money going into it. Well, one of the biggest reasons you, you set up an LLC is for personal protections and to limit your liability, right? So yeah. one of the first things that you want to do is set up a, an account, a checking account for the business. Because uh, the one of the last things you ever want to do with your business is intermingle or commingle monies, like personal money. Because that's in a sense you're you're piercing the veil, right? So yeah. if something does happen and somebody does come after you, it's very easy for them to make the case that you are liable as a person, and all they have to show is that you've been using your personal accounts to pay for stuff for the business and vice versa. So before you start doing anything, and and I'm not a I'm not a uh, an accountant. I just play one on TV, but, uh, so, you know, this is just me. This is just my knowledge, but as far as I know, um, you know, that's one of the, the things you should do initially right away, even before you start buying stuff, anything for the business. So instead of using your personal money, you're going to put that money into this account as, as a, as an investment into your business. And it's also going to help you in your, when you, it comes time to do your taxes at the end of the year, because, even if you don't think you're going to make any money this year, those are still write-offs that are now pass-throughs to your personal taxes because they're business okay, expenses. So before I go spending money on my business, the first thing we should do is open up a, a checking account. And instead of me purchasing, for example, a camera for my podcast or for my videos, I should purchase that camera from the account that we established for the business. Yes. I see. Yep. Now, if you've already bought stuff for your business with your personal money, uh, I think what you can do, and again, ask ask your accountant, but I think what, what you can do at that point is it's no different than when you used to work for a corporation, like just recently when you used to travel uh, for work, and then you would, sometimes you would pay stuff with your personal account, right? And then you would uh, do an expense report. Yeah. So you expense it. So in that case, yeah, like uh, when when employees, you know, if I if I work for AT and T and AT and T sends me out somewhere and then and I pay for stuff and I do an expense report, I'm not really piercing the veil there, right? Because I'm not, I, I'm I'm actually expensing it. They're pay, they're reimbursing me, and there's that there's that like hard line between personal and business expenses. Yeah. So I, I think if there's anything that you've already bought, you can do essentially an expense report to your company and have them have the company reimburse you for those expenses if you've uh, already gone that far. That makes sense. So it's not, it's not a total, like it's not a total loss yet. 
uh, in, in, okay. in that sense. So we, uh, after our LLC, like we did start, we did think, okay, the next thing we have to do is open up a, a, a checking account, a business account, because we knew that eventually we we're going to bring money in from sponsors or whatever, where we were hoping we were hopeful, right? Well, yeah. little did we know that before we even did that, we were approached recently by a, a sponsor that wants to be part of the show. So what would your, um, what would your, um, I don't know what, I forgot what it's called. Your, what would your recommendation be for, for somebody like us, right? For, should we wait until we take that person's check? I'm assuming based on your previous answer that we should probably wait until that bank account is open before we take any money from anybody. Yeah. And well, remember like opening it once you have, so once you have your EIN, which you said you, you already had, right? Yeah. And uh, once you have your LLC paperwork, the only thing missing that, um, and, and I know we've been wanting to do a whole episode on, on what you need to start your business. Uh, but one thing that you are going to have to have in place or that I would recommend having in place already is an operating agreement as well. I don't know if you have that already. We do. Okay. So you have your operating agreement and for anybody listening that doesn't know what that is, you want to set that up. Even if you're a sole proprietor, you want to set that up. And and all that is doing is it's telling everybody things like uh, what, you know, what your, your tax year looks like. If you're going on like calendar year, uh, what your, what uh, uh, what your accounting type is like if you're going on a cash accrual basis, uh, it's, it's going to tell you what the ownership uh, percentages, like how those are divvied up. So just things like that. And different entities might ask for that information at different times. So you already want to have that established. Um, so if you're going to go ask for like a business loan under the business, they're going to ask for that, too. So the paperwork that like here in Texas, the paperwork you want to uh have and, and you want to save is uh your your articles of organization i don't know how it works in new york if it's the same we're or not. We're, 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 uh, in, we're in texas oh you're incorporated here so yeah. yeah so so you have uh so you have your articles of organization make sure to keep that your uh certificate of formation and your operating agreement and then immediately you should go get your ein which you guys already did as well um and for the, again for those of you listening go straight to the irs website it's it's super easy you did it yourself right yeah super easy i, I think we talked about it before super easy don't pay anybody to do it because it, it's not it's not hard work at all and there's a lot of sites like five minutes seriously yeah when you google it there's a lot of sites that offer to do this for you for a fee but it, it is stupid easy so just do it yourself um and that's all you really need to to go get a checking account and to open a checking account it's only going to take uh, a few minutes. I mean, th there's online banking now. I mean, that's very prevalent, right? So you can go to, you can find an online uh, bank, even banks that only do online and open an account that way. And some of them are super easy where it'll be open within like 24 hours, you'll have an active account. So there's really no, I guess, no excuse to have to uh, wait or, or have to, um, uh, not not take the check. Just have them write it out to the business already. Oh, okay, I see. And then and then you're gonna hopefully you have you know if, if if you start your account today, it should be open by tomorrow. Yeah, and then if just you're in that big of a rush, you know. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So now that we hopefully will start making money, so we're not technically employees of the business. We're owners. 
So how do we take money out then if we're not paying ourselves? So here's the question is, are you guys set up as a partnership or as an S corp? As a partnership. Okay. And that's the other thing for the listeners to remember is how you're incorporated in your state has no real bearings on how you're incorporated as far as the IRS is concerned, right? So just because you say you're an LLC doesn't mean um, doesn't mean much to the IRS because you could be an LLC as an S-Corp or you can be an LLC as a sole proprietor or you can be an LLC as a partnership. You know, there's different structures uh, as far as taxes are concerned. Uh, so in... What was your question? <laughs> How do we pay ourselves? How do you pay? Okay, yeah. So th- that's the reason I was asking. So a- as a as a partnership, you're allowed to not pay yourself anything, right? And then take uh, take ownership draws. So okay. a- a- everything is. And again, I'm not an accountant, but a- everything is is just a pass through to you to you guys as as people. Right. So when you do your taxes, anything that happens through the business, like the money the business makes, it's all passed through to you guys. Um, so at the end of the year, you'll issue yourselves a K1, which is just stating what you made or lost through the business. I see. For each individual person based on their individual percentage ownership. Uh, now, if you were set up as an S Corp, and that's the reason it was important for me to ask is when when you set yourself up as an S-Corp, you're now kind of required to have, uh, if, if you're taking like payment, uh, you're kind of required to be a, a W-2 employee. Okay. For yourself. And you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary. According to the IRS, it has to be a reasonable salary, whatever that might be for whatever position you've assigned for yourself. Yeah. Um, and then you can take additional money out as uh like dividend type payments okay i see uh, so that's how you would pay yourself so in, in y'all's case yeah you, you can do just ownership draws like throughout the year and that's allowed or you can make yourself a 1099 employee if you wanted to like if you wanted to take that kind of uh uh like consistent draw okay so now that you're bringing up 1099 employees so uh, some recently, some like uh, guys and some gals actually too have asked if they could contribute to our podcast, whether it's doing their own show under our podcast name or uh, contributing to our website or our social media. Uh, the, uh, some of them just want to do it for free exposure, whether it's to their own brand or to a product that they want to try to promote. Do I have to pay them or can I do it for free? Can they do it for free? Uh, I think they can do it for free. I mean, they're, they're just, uh, the way I see that, uh, myself is no different than like the people that contribute to say like a Wikipedia, right? Those people don't get paid. Um, th- there's, uh, you know, people that contribute to YouTube every day that aren't necessarily getting paid for their, their, their yeah. content, right? They're, they're sharing it. Um, so yeah, there, there's, I, I don't think, uh, you know, Reddit's another one, right? People are constantly contributing content there. Uh, I, I don't think that it's anything, as long as you don't have any kind of agreement where you've agreed to pay them for their services, 
there, there shouldn't be any issue. You know, they can't come back and say, well, you agreed on paper to pay me this and you haven't paid me. There, there is nothing like that. You know, and if that's something that they want, then that's something that you would have to do. Because yeah. when, when you when you get a 1099 contractor, one of the first things you do is as part of the onboarding process is you have to provide them a W-9. And that's just an IRS form saying, uh, you know, identifying them as uh, legally being able to work here in the country because somebody's ultimately got to pay taxes on on that money yeah whether it's going to be you as a business or them as the uh 1099 contractor paying self-employment taxes somebody's got to pay the tax uh so one of the first things you would do is issue that w9 in this case you're not even going that far right because you there is no expectancy of payment of any kind right now maybe in the future yeah so once you get to that point, you would issue that W-9 to the 1099 contractor if, if that's a structure you're going to have. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I was just wondering because, like I said, we also don't want to turn down free work, but we want to make sure, you know, we're doing everything, you know, legally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I always say I'm, I'm only afraid of uh, two things, man. I'm afraid of going to jail and I'm afraid of the IRS. Yeah. <laughs> the IRS can put me in jail. True. Um, but yeah, and oh, that you know that all that makes a lot of sense. So those are questions I had from you know just things that have happened to for our other podcast here in the last week or so. That you know we've we've gone from having an LLC to thinking we're eventually going to have uh, sponsors to all of a sudden somebody approaching us that say they want to sponsor us. So now money coming in. So you know these are questions that. I know that you've kind of gone through because you've had, you have two businesses now that you've established, you know, companies for. Um, so you've gone through employees, you've gone through structures of, you know, different types of corporations that you've researched. Uh, so, yeah, so I just had those, those few questions. And for anybody that out there wondering, um, don't pay anybody to do your LLC. They charge a lot of money. Trust they don't do much. And they don't do a whole lot. It's just paperwork that you can file on your own, and all of it is online. You know what it is? Is people are are scared of the unknown. It's true. Um, and it took me a little bit. It took me. I, I was researching and researching. Uh, you know, trying to figure out how to fill out that paperwork. And I remember I called you and asked you a couple of questions. And but it's not that difficult, especially if you know somebody. And if you have questions, feel free to go to our Facebook and follow us. And send us questions there. We might be able to answer your question on what a certain box means already. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if, if you're going through like L, uh, legal Zoom or something, they're going to charge you. I'm no kidding. It's going to be in the two to three thousand dollars to establish an LLC when you can do it for your state's fee online. Yeah, like in in Texas, for example, I uh, both uh, any en entity. I have a lot of other entities too because I have a, we have a lot of real estate investment. Uh, entities set up for different projects and stuff. But um, yeah, like here in Texas, it's $308, I think is what I end up paying. Um, and and all, it's super, super easy, super simple. The, the state's website, the Secretary of State's website has where you go in, you search your name, make sure it's available. Uh, and you, you go through all that, uh, all those steps. But it's, I wouldn't say it's a super, like super easy, intuitive uh, yeah, process. Exactly. But it is easy. I mean, it, that's why just... I said it took me a little bit of thinking about stuff before I was able to do it, but I was able to do it. And this was the first time I ever did it. 
So, you know, if I can do it, I think anybody can do it. If, if like, again, if you have questions, like I had Beto to ask, I asked him a couple questions like, hey, what is exactly does this mean here? But um, I'm sure you can find it online. Or like I said, ask us and, and we'll try to provide some answers for you. And, and same thing with, like we said, with the IRS EIN. There's When I first did it, I mean, it's scary, right? It's scary yeah. when you're in there and you're you're Googling all this stuff and you don't, again, you don't want to be in trouble with the IRS ever. Uh, but it, it's, it's like, it's, and you see all these websites offering you services right up front and you start thinking, this must be a, a cumbersome process. You know, these people are charging hundreds of dollars to do this yeah. for me. I, I'm probably going to fuck it up and <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble, but it's not. Yeah, the I, I EIN that's probably, probably the, what they're banking on. Yeah. And the EIN is the easiest thing to do, I think. Out of everything, the EIN was the absolute easiest thing yep. to register for. Yes. So. Um, and then I, I wanted to touch base since, since you're talking about collecting money. Uh, one of the uh, a couple of tips. Uh, the first one is I, I would strongly advise that even at the beginning, you start keeping pristine books, like your accounting books. Yeah. So... What I do is I scan all my receipts. So I have a, I have a, I set up a, a OneDrive, um, which is like for anybody out there that's like a Dropbox or a, a Google Drive, right? I think the yeah. Google one, uh, it's that type of service where it's a, a cloud-based storage. I, I set that up. I set up an accounting folder in there. That's where I keep all like my LLC paperwork, and and uh, I, I set up uh, receipts folders for that. I categorize it or or like split it up by years and months and companies and whatever my structures are. And I always scan in my receipts. The, the, as soon as I get a receipt from anything, I, I, I make a note on the receipt itself of what it's for. Uh, and I scan it in because it's going to make your life a lot easier come tax time. If you've already have all your stuff in there. So that's the first thing is scan everything in. And that way you don't ever have to worry about losing it. Because that that is a valid way to supply this. If you ever get audited, scanned receipts are acceptable, and that way you get rid of all your paperwork that way. Yeah. Uh, the second thing to that is, I would establish uh, an accounting software right from the beginning, and there are some free ones out there. So there's there's a popular one like QuickBooks, but they're going to charge you a fee, a monthly fee, and maybe when you're starting out, that's not something that you want to pay for or that maybe you can even afford to pay for but there's free ones out there uh like one that i really really like is called wave so if you just search for wave accounting w-a-v-e uh it's a free software it's super easy super intuitive uh i I wish i'm on quickbooks now because i I, there's more stuff that i need as i've grown but I, i wish quickbooks was as easy as wave to use it's that easy and this is coming from a from an ex programmer. You know, I really like their setup. Uh, so it's free. It allows you to hook up your bank account. So like when you guys go set up your account, if you already if you have your, a Wave account, you can link that account to your checking account, and it'll automatically sync your transactions. So every, every time you write out a check, or every time you use your your bank debit card, it's going to sync that automatically. The, at least the transaction itself to the Wave accounting app. You'll still need to go in there and and reconcile it, right? So you'll still need to go in there and and categorize it, uh, yeah. or, or, or or put a little note in there of what it was for, also. 
but at least it's already there. It's already being tracked for you where you don't have to think about what, what expense did I make? Have I put it into my account in, into my books anywhere? Have I, it's already linked. It's already syncing and it's free. Yeah. So I would do that. Uh, your accountant will love you at the end of the year. If you do use an accountant, um, because all the, all the information is already going to be there. They can just easily pull a report. Yeah. They might have to massage some of the data. Like maybe you screwed up a couple of the categorizations or something, but, uh, in the end it will make it a lot simpler. And it's free again. <laughs> yeah. And your accounting can spend more time not trying to get you more money back. <laughs> yes. Than, yeah, uh, than trying to organize all your shit. And, and that's really, uh, to me, uh, one of the most important hires when you start building your team around you, uh, aside from maybe getting a, a, an admin or an assistant, is a, a good bookkeeper slash accountant. Because if you get a good one, I mean, they're, they're, they're worth their fee because they're going to be able to get you that much money back at the end of the year or, or even guide you as you're going like yeah. buy this, don't buy that or, or spend this money here. I mean, they'll give you really good guidance and, and it's going to end up saving you a lot of money where their fee could almost be a, a wash. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but you know, they'll help you uh, keep you out of jail. Like you said before, um, That's very important. Uh, thank you again. That's it for today. I know I had those questions, so I know that other people probably have the same questions. So we hope you learned a little bit today about LLCs and what you should be doing when you first open it up uh, and how important it is and why it's so important to have those things. Because as Beto said, you don't want to pierce that veil. You don't want to lose that uh, uh, LLC status and and risk either being sued or losing some of your own money to some to some bankruptcy or something like that. So again, thank you everybody for, for listening today and we'll see you here again tomorrow for some more Becoming Entrepreneurs.